Jazzcast Pros. Equality is leaving the door open for anyone who has the means to approach it. Equity is ensuring there's a pathway to that door for those who need it. Carolyn Belden. Hello, my sleep allies. Today is a personal episode that taps right into one of the motivating factors for why I started my business and continue to work passionately in this space. So while I want to continue our conversation about sleep and best practices for achieving it, this week I want to explore a unique topic, the intersection of sleep health and workplace diversity. We'll uncover how sleep health can be an instrumental factor in promoting diversity and inclusion within your workplace initiatives. Why? Well, simply because it matters. Equality is treating everyone alike, whereas equity in sleep health acknowledges unique needs to ensure everyone's success. I do not just want to empower you, but enlist you as a sleep advocate who will take what you hear today and share it with others. Welcome back to another episode of the Doze Podcast, the short and sweet of what you need to know to transform your sleep. I'm your host, Soda Kuchkowski your trusted sleep coaching guide to help you optimize your day so that you can take back your night. Now, you may not know it or even realize it, but while upwards of 40% of people have challenges with sleep, it is a fact that sleep issues and sleep disorders impact minority and marginalized communities at a much higher rate. So there's an opportunity that goes beyond checking a box for diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. There's a real chance here to meaningfully and valuably support your workforce by addressing and embracing the specific sleep health needs these communities face. As a Latina woman, I have paid close attention to the research regarding minority sleep health, specifically Hispanic Latino Americans as they are the largest ethnic minority group in the United States, representing 18.8% of the total population. Some things I've learned, 14% of Hispanic men and 6% of Hispanic women have sleep apnea a sleep disorder that's linked to some of the leading causes of illness and death in the community, including heart disease, cancer, stroke, and diabetes. In fact, Hispanics with sleep apnea have a 40% higher chance of hypertension and a 90% higher risk of having diabetes. The rate of sleep deprivation is also higher in the Hispanic community. One study found that Hispanics are 80% more likely to get six hours or less of sleep each night, 39% more likely to have poor sleep quality, and 28% more likely to have insomnia. Comparatively, blacks are 57% more likely to have poor sleep quality and 78% more likely to have sleep apnea. The largest undiagnosed population with sleep disorders at a rate of 80 to 90% are minority groups, specifically blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. And I just want to add that according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor, more than 45% of blacks, Hispanics, and Asian Americans work frontline or shift work jobs. So I'll just leave that there for you to digest. Tell me that including these conversations and practices into workplaces isn't a step towards a more culturally sensitive and aware workplace. Sleep disparities reflect broader social and economic inequalities. As stress, workload, and environmental factors disproportionately affect minority groups, we also face unique health challenges due to a variety of factors, including social economic status, environmental stressors, access to health care, cultural and social norms, research gaps, genetic and biological differences, and even systemic racism. These can manifest in various ways, such as higher rates of chronic diseases like diabetes, heart conditions, and as I previously mentioned, poor sleep quality. Some ways these disparities are influenced include economic challenges, such as working multiple jobs, long or non-standard working hours, and stressful living environments. These factors can lead to irregular sleep patterns and insufficient sleep. Environmental factors. 
Many minorities live in neighborhoods with greater noise pollution, less green space, and higher crime rates, all of which can negatively impact sleep quality. Cultural attitudes and knowledge about sleep. Cultural beliefs and lack of awareness about the importance of sleep health can influence sleep patterns, and in some cultures, sacrificing sleep for work or family obligations might be more common. And as I mentioned, health disparities. Chronic health conditions like hypertension, diabetes, and obesity, which are more prevalent in some minority groups, are closely linked to poor sleep health. These conditions can exasperate sleep disorders and vice versa, which means sleep isn't just a personal health issue. It's a diversity and inclusion issue. Different cultures, backgrounds, and lifestyles influence sleep patterns and needs. Recognizing and accommodating these differences is crucial for an inclusive workplace as poor sleep impacts not only productivity, but mental health, and even our ability to to interact socially. It's high time we give it the attention that it deserves in DEI conversations. Given that I'm located in New York State where we have a diverse population, I've observed these patterns firsthand. Working in clinical and behavioral sleep, it's clear that our one-size-fits-all approach doesn't capture the nuances of different communities. The awareness campaigns and resources around sleep health often don't reach the communities that it impacts most. So to create healthier communities, we need to start building them by meeting people where they are. So why should your organization focus on sleep in their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts? Well, first and foremost, because it's the ethical thing to do. A wellness program that doesn't address the unique sleep-related challenges faced by its diverse workforce is fundamentally incomplete. An individual's home life affects their work life. Differences in access to resources among individuals contributes to public health disparities and exasperates existing inequalities. Secondly, it makes good business sense. Implementing a sleep health education program in organizations offers a multitude of benefits. It enhances employee productivity and mental health. It reduces absenteeism. It lowers health care costs. Employees benefit from improved decision-making abilities, creativity, and a reduced risk of workplace accidents. And additionally, programs like this contribute to higher employee morale and retention, promoting a better work-life balance. This not only fosters a healthy workforce, but it also emphasizes the company's image as a responsible and caring employer. So what needs to change and how can we change it? If you're enjoying this episode, check out Healthy Illness Podcast with me, Kelly Marie, as we build healthy relationships while living with mental health conditions. I'm diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, although that's up for debate, generalized anxiety, and major depression. And even though I live with these mental health conditions, I have great relationships, I have a wonderful career, and it's my mission to help you do the same thing. So Join me for Healthy Illness Podcast, new episodes every Monday on the Jazz Cast Pros Network found on the podcast player you're listening to right now. Be the light. First, the leadership. Leadership plays a pivotal role. By prioritizing sleep health, leaders can set a tone for empathy and understanding, showing that they value the well-being of employees regardless of background. Utilizing sleep as a diversity and inclusion tool in the workplace can be multifaceted, encompassing cultural sensitivity, health equity, and addressing health disparities in minority and marginalized communities. Some ways that workplaces can implement and craft more inclusive sleep health policies are ways you can advocate. First, by modeling healthy sleep practices and openly discussing the importance of sleep. This sets a tone of understanding and prioritizes sleep health as part of your organization's culture. Second, flexible scheduling to accommodate different sleep cycles and cultural practices. I know that we are a long way from this, but big picture for me, and I think it's one of the good things that actually came out of COVID, 
is that employers are learning to see, trust, and learn that allowing employees to manage their own schedule improves productivity, time management, improves their overall mental wellness, and fosters a culture that supports families, whatever that may look like. I dream of a time where we align our work schedules with individual physiology. It will make for happier and healthier employees and workspaces. By implementing sleep health education programs that recognize the unique sleep challenges faced by different groups, my company, Start With Sleep, the parent company to The Doze, provides programs that address sleep disorders, but also specifically speaks to how it affects minority populations and provides accessible, actionable, affordable solutions that adequately meets the diverse needs for both individuals and organizations. Creating quiet and rest spaces, providing you know, dedicated spaces in the workplace for rest or short naps, acknowledging the need for restorative breaks during the day, especially for those who suffer from sleep deprivation. I can't emphasize the need for this enough for my first responders and protective services, as it's both a public safety and health risk issue. Workload management, monitor and manage workloads to prevent burnout and ensure employees have adequate time for rest and recovery. Overworking disproportionately affects minority groups impacting their sleep health. And creating support groups and resources. Creating these types of groups are offering resources for employees dealing with sleep disorders. This can include peer support networks and access to expert advice, recognizing that sleep issues can be a shared concern across diverse backgrounds, or provide links for community resources. We actually have a free online support group, and I'll provide a link in the show notes for you. Make sure that the mental health support provided includes a focus on sleep, recognizing the link between mental health and sleep quality. Mental health issues can disproportionately affect minority groups and impact their sleep. I always say you can't have mental health initiatives without sleep interventions. Implement regular assessments and feedback mechanisms to understand employees' sleep health needs and use this feedback to make informed decisions about workplace policies and practices develop tailored interventions for specific groups who may be at a higher risk for sleep disorders, such as shift workers, older employees, or those with chronic health conditions. The truth remains that a healthier workforce is more productive, engaged, and less likely to take sick leave, which positively affects the bottom line. Addressing health disparities also enhances an organization's reputation as a socially responsible employer, making it more attractive to a diverse talent pool. Sleep is top of mind for many, and if you don't believe me, Take a workplace poll and see what they're most interested in getting help with. And I'm going to tell you, it's probably going to be sleep because sleep matters. And it will show that you support them day and night at home as well as part of a professional culture. It's a conversation that needs to get started. By incorporating these strategies, organizations can use sleep health as a powerful tool for promoting diversity, inclusion, and equity in the workplace. So what can you do as an individual? How can you bring this to your workforce or how can you, as a leader, foster change? First, by advocating for sleep-friendly practices in your workplace. Share your own experiences and listen to others. Every voice can drive change towards a more inclusive and restful work environment. Recognizing that embracing sleep health as part of diversity and inclusion initiatives is more than just a policy change. It's a cultural shift towards recognizing and respecting our individual needs and differences. The reasons behind sleep disparities among minority populations is multifaceted involving a complex interplay of social, economic, environmental, cultural, and health-related factors. DEI programs should make this a priority. Building healthier communities means including where we work and live. And know that addressing minority health in the workplace is not just a one-time event, but an ongoing process. It demands sustained effort, resources, and most importantly, a commitment from the top to create a culture of inclusivity and well-being. It's a critical yet overlooked aspect of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. 
By recognizing the unique health needs and challenges faced by minority groups, organizations can foster a more inclusive environment, which in turn benefits both employee well-being and organizational performance. By taking these steps, organizations won't just be paying lip service to diversity and inclusion. They'll be practicing it in a way that genuinely enhances the well-being of their employees. Which brings me to my tips and tools of the week. How can you best advocate for yourself and your workplace? First, ensure that the people planning and executing the sleep component of your wellness programs represent the diversity of the organization and understand the needs and are sensitive to those who could benefit most from the information. Do not plan programs without buy-in from those that the information is intended for. Speak to your workforce and ask them what they want. I often see this with yearly health fairs. They're often just kind of put together with kind of disregard for what individuals want support with, and it isn't often presented in a way that's engaging, actionable, or provides sustainability so that workplaces can actually put what is learned into practice. I understand that budget and time can be a factor, but there are advocates, such as yours truly, who are out in the community and as part of any program, training, or event want to see the most impact from it. Enlist resources outside of your organization if you're not sure how to best put a program together. Second, bring in educational workshops and training that meet the needs of the workforce. Hold workshops on topics relevant to minority health led by experts in the field. It's a way of providing valuable information and showing that the organization takes these issues seriously. As part of my company, we also offer 24-7 on-demand webinars to meet the needs of the workforce. Not everyone wants to sacrifice their lunch or time off to learn something, even if they care. Make the resources available for when it's best suited for them and they can most benefit and focus on what is being shared. And last, bring in tailored wellness programs. As mentioned previously, one-size-fits-all wellness programs are often ineffective. Programs should be tailored to account for cultural, linguistic, and lifestyle differences. As I mentioned, we are doing things differently. Check us out at www.startwithsleep.com. My company is a minority and women-owned business, so I am part of the community that I'm advocating for. I hope that whether this affects you personally or if you're an ally looking to foster a more inclusive culture and workspace, that you found value in the information that I've shared. We all can play a part in implementing the changes that need to happen. If you're interested in further discussing this topic or bringing sleep education to your organization or wellness event, please feel free to reach out to me at hello at startwithsleep.com. Thank you for listening. I'm back every Wednesday with a new episode, ready to share my knowledge and empower you to take control of your sleep. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to The Doze Podcast. I still have lots to share with you as we work together towards creating solutions around your unique sleep challenges and needs. Until then, remember, you are pure potential if you change how well you sleep. At Start With Sleep, the parent company to the Doze, we're looking to simplify the process of getting you consistent and better sleep. So we're excited to unveil a unique approach to home sleep testing as part of our new model. Our unique device, unlike traditional options, can be used for up to 28 days. It's a convenient, easy-to-use, and wallet-friendly option. Plus, we deliver it free, right to your doorstep with free returns. No more back-and-forth to doctor's appointments. Also, if you have a sleep disorder, we provide remote appointments that fit your schedule with no travel needed. A prescription for therapy is also provided without the need to spend multiple nights in a sleep lab. Last, it's a great tool for gaining actionable insights on how to improve your sleep. Visit us at startwithsleep.com to schedule yours today.